0: Let's talk a little bit more about this ransomware attack and specifically how it's going to impact health services this week. We do know it's going to result in substantial cancellations across all outpatient services and that it is quite likely that it's going to take a number of days at least before the system is restored. So what impact will it have on GP services? Well, Dr. Dennis McCauley, chair of the IMO GP committee and a Donegal GP joins me now on the line. Dennis, good morning to you.
1: Um, Good morning Susan.
0: Dennis I suppose how are GPs being affected by this cyber attack since Friday and and how is it all likely to pan out this week?
1: I think the important thing to to realise is that the vast majority of general practice is uh, um, computerised but thankfully it's an independent um, software system to the HSE system so general practice is up and running, but with certain caveats, really. Um, because of the uh, situation in the hospital, we've been asked to uh, restrict sort of uh, routine di- diagnostic tests. That would be x-rays and bloods for the next few few days. If, we, if these are submitted, there's a chance they won't be done. The, the other issue is then uh, with access to um, COVID assessment, COVID testing, and then finally vaccination. Um, in, in relation to COVID, if you have symptoms that are worried, you're worried about COVID. You should still contact your GP because he will be able to, uh, he or she will be able to give you information about what to do, what the what the protocols are. He'll be, the he or she will be able to give a a, a triage um, assessment and will direct you to the COVID centre where where you can have a walk-in test. Now that uh, I think that. And it's important that you ring your GP rather than just go to the COVID COVID centre because you may not need a test, uh, but you do also have a situation where you do need advice from your Mm. GP. And I suppose Um, it's going to be important
0: for people to remember that because of the delays now, results could take a longer time. So you will obviously have to kind of, you know, get that message across to people in terms of restricting their movements or isolating themselves. They may just have to do that for a bit longer.
1: Yeah, I think there's two issues. One, if you are symptomatic, I think that unfortunately you will have to wait longer before you get the test as to whether you have COVID or not, which I think it will 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 be a worry, but there's not that'll be a, maybe a day extra before you actually get your test back. In in relation to a close contact, remember we would be asking you to self isolate anyway um for at least ten ten days, having a test on day zero and day day ten. So Practically speaking, if you're a close contact, there isn't much of a difference other than you won't get your, you won't, be, the, the, the test uh, at test zero will take a few days, but you'll still have to continue to isolate for 10 days anyway. Okay. Um, but if you are, if you are symptomatic, it is an issue that there will be a slight worry in that you'll have to wait a day longer before you know that you've COVID. And finally, the vaccination issue, thankfully, um, the Gp vaccination will um, hopefully con- continue as is normal this 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 week. Um, we will have phone contact with our um, relationship managers about ordering uh, uh, vaccines and hopefully um, then that will proceed normally and we will have the normal vaccination pr- process. Gps are doing o- over fifty percent of all vaccines a- as we speak, so that will con continue and it's my understanding that the vaccination centres will um, continue to vaccinate at the same rate because they are doing people that have registered previously. Mm. So that isn't an issue at at present. But naturally, the longer it goes on, that may 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 change. But there is, as it were, a, a buffer period where they can continue to vaccinate the, the people that have um, con- that that have previously. Mm. Um, booked
0: in yeah and um, let's go back then. it's just to the referrals for a moment so if somebody comes into their gp then tomorrow or the next day or the next day and they're feeling unwell and in the normal course of events the gp might refer them for some blood work or possibly an x-ray or an mri or whatever it is so so that's not going to happen this week
1: um i suppose it depends on the extent of if the person is sick and the gp is uh, the patient's worried and the GP is worried, that patient will get uh, their investigations done if they, they feel that there's an urgency to it. So I want to reassure people, if you are ill this this, this week, your gp will look after you as he does normally but if somebody wants to come in to get their um cholesterol checked or have an mot all those sort of things or have an x-ray just of their shoulder or something that would there will be a two or three day delay in that so i think from a reassurance point point of view general practice is open we are there and if you have an uh, an urgent or a semi-urgent case your uh, gp will be able to process you uh, normally as you would normally because remember out of Ours is open and the emergency department is is actually mm. open also. But when it comes to that sort of, you know, I'm, I'm tired, doctor, I would like a, a, a couple of tests done. We'll say, That's no problem. Let's examine you first and have a chat. But the tests, the blood tests will be, in a few days rather than today
0: and then what about people who might have been with you a couple of weeks ago and were maybe referred for some exploratory tests and are maybe waiting to hear back from their gp on the results the chances are you know you're not going to get that stuff electronically this week so there may be people who might have to wait a little longer than they had expected
1: indeed susan i think this is the issue i think that I think that sort of semi—that once you go beyond a semi-acute issue, things will get will be delayed a few a few days. But I think we, it is important to realise that we're doing this for one reason. It's just that there's there are very sick people um who are awaiting, who are get, about to be investigated, very sick people who are being treated, and and I'm, I'm in general practice, and hopefully the patients will be quite happy to to take on this burden for a few days, so that the the maximum treatment can be given to the to the very sick people who we are really worried about and want to ensure that their treatments are not affected mm. by this uh, by this mal- mal- malware event.
0: Okay, Dr. Dennis McCauley, chair of the IMOGP committee and a Donegal GP, thank you for joining me this morning. Now let's focus on cardiology patients and cardiology appointments because we know that's a very important area. Dr. Angie Brown is medical director with the Irish Heart Foundation and a consultant cardiologist. Angie, good morning to you.
2: Good morning, Susan.
0: Andrew, I suppose what people are wondering—anyone with a cardiology appointment this week—are they likely to be to be seen? What can they expect this week coming?
2: Yes. So this I, this cyber attack really is of great concern because it is causing uh, a lot of disruption to patient care uh, on top of the pandemic, which itself has caused a huge backlog of work Um, and this current attack is affecting predominantly outpatients but also radiology services so that does include the cath lab. Now it does vary from hospital to hospital uh, so it's worth checking on the HSC website or local hospital websites because some outpatient clinics are actually uh, still ongoing but a lot of other outpatient clinics have been cancelled so this is going to lead to even more extended waiting lists. Than we already have at present.
0: Did you see an immediate impact on Friday when this news emerged, Angie? Angie?
2: Yes, a lot of um, outpatient clinics around the ho- around the country were cancelled, uh, but a lot of the cath labs also had to stop. Uh, performing their procedures because we couldn't upload the data onto uh, the NIMIS system, which is the radiology system. Um, uh, And if we can't record data accurately, then we can't obviously perform the procedures. So um, that had a big effect on a lot of our cardiology patients in particular.
0: Obviously, this is an area that is, um, you know, extremely important, as in time is often not on someone's side if they have an issue with their heart or a cardiology concern. And I suppose, you know, those waiting times were there before this even happened. So I presume you're quite concerned then of the impact this will have moving on from it.
2: Absolutely, some people are waiting for over a year for even a first outpatient clinic clinic appointment. So this is of great concern, Uh, and I think people have been anxious because of the pandemic and not uh, coming to hospital, waiting till they have been vaccinated. And we were coming out of that because people had been vaccinated; they were coming back into the hospital. The clinics were very busy. We were trying to um, have a catch up, and now this is all put that on hold. So it's um, it's really um, very. Very worrying. This is a very sophisticated attack by very unscrupulous international criminals. But I think it's important that people know that the ambulance service and emergency care is still ongoing. Um, Things like chemotherapy and dialysis services are all ongoing. So if you think you're having a heart attack or a stroke, please do phone 112 or 999 for an ambulance and go to the emergency department because we are still doing uh, emergency care and that hasn't stopped and people should know that.
0: Yeah, that's definitely worth noting. Um, A&Es are open. So if, if somebody is unwell, they should go through that. Uh, route as well. And finally, Angie, just in relation to GDPR, it's another issue that struck me because you're sort of gone back to a manual process, taking things down, you know, with a paper and a pen. I presume that that's been very difficult now, especially with sensitive health information that all of that GDPR stuff is adhered to.
2: That's right, and obviously, we if if you don't have um, the patient records, then you don't have uh, the accurate patient number. So it's very important that if people do come into hospital, um, uh, if they know what their hospital number is, that they bring that with them. Um, it's it's going to be very ho- hard to uh, compare different. Um, Images, for instance, on our imaging system, so for for cancer patients, looking at previous uh, scans uh, to current scans, that's going to be very difficult um, because we can't bring up the old images for orthopaedic patients. That's also going to be very difficult. Um, And GDPR has meant um, that we encrypt all of our email systems, and those are all down at the moment, so GPs can't refer patients in to us they can't access blood tests and x-ray results these are all going to be have these are all going to be sent by post so that's going to create a lot of delays as well for patients receiving their results.
0: Okay Dr Angie Brown medical director with the Irish Heart Foundation and consultant cardiologist thanks for your time this morning Angie. Thank you very much Susan. Now, another area that will be impacted this week is pharmacies and the services provided there. Dara O'Loughlin's General Secretary of the Irish Pharmacy Union. Uh, Dara, good morning to you. This cyber attack, uh, people mightn't have kind of made this link straight away, but it is actually affecting the dispensing of drugs to patients who, who are suffering from serious conditions. I suppose tell us what's happening.
3: Thank you, Anne. First off, I'd say it's not impacting on the pharmacy computer systems. So in pharmacies, our computer systems are independent of the HSEs and they're purchased and funded and maintained by the pharmacies. But for high-tech drugs, which are the biologic medicines and medicines for people with some serious and ongoing medical conditions, those are prescribed through an online portal called the High Tech Hub, and the medicines are ordered through that portal. And that has had to be shut down because of this malware attack. So, patients who are using high tech and biologic medicines for conditions like Crohn's disease, colitis, rheumatoid arthritis, some cancers, and so on, those medicines can't now be prescribed online or ordered online by the pharmacy. So the consultants will have to write the prescriptions on a prescription pad, just like previously. And those prescriptions have to be brought into the pharmacy and we have to telephone the manufacturers or the suppliers or the distributors or wholesalers directly toward the drugs. All of that can be done, but it may lead to some delays. And for pharmacists, the key priority is making sure that people get their medicines.
0: Mm. So, so, these are all conditions that the you know, like i mean all medic all medicine is vital, I guess when you need it, you need it, but the conditions you mentioned there are quite serious conditions, and the work around in terms of re- reverting back to pen and paper it's it's going to be quite cumbersome, isn't it?
3: It is cumbersome, and it will require, for example, people to actually physically go to see a medical consultant to get a prescription, which isn't always easy and isn't always even doable. Um, Where people already have a prescription, even if that prescription is out of date, it's our position that the patient should get the medicine, the pharmacist should be allowed to dispense that and the paperwork can always catch up afterwards. And I'm sure the HSE will be reasonable about that and regulators would have to be reasonable about that. So really the complication arises where a patient has not had the particular medicine before but the consultant wants to prescribe it for them now or to Mm. start that treatment now there could be a delay there in the consultant being able to start that treatment because there's no pre-existing prescription in the pharmacy. Yes, there's no now, clinical, I imagine it's consult- not existing.
0: Yeah. I sorry just to to ask you um, uh, Dara you mentioned there Crohn's disease, arthritis, there's transplant patients like if you are if you're somebody who takes what you are calling um, you know kind of these high-end high-tech drugs do you know that do you know that your prescription it doesn't live on your pharmacy computer system that it lives on the HSE one would you necessarily know that yourself?
3: At this stage I would say most people do know that okay. and people who don't know they don't know because the service is so smooth mm. in the pharmacy that they've never needed to know But as I was saying, if somebody has consistently been taking those medicines, there's a record on the pharmacy's independent system as well as the HSE's online system. It's only where somebody has never had the medicine before that we're going to run into the real problem otherwise. It's just a little bit of a delay, and if you like, it's just a hassle. But what we're going to do is make sure everybody gets the medicine. It might require consultants being available on the phone to the pharmacy so that we can actually verify they're trying to start somebody on a particular condition with a condition on a particular medicine, but they can't yet do so because the portal is not working. And that's where the HSE has to be accommodating to allow us to fall back on the old telephone system where. We trust the consultant who phones in the prescription. We trust the pharmacist has got the phone call and just wants to get that medicine for that patient
0: okay it's going to be um, a busy week I think for a lot of people Dara O'Loughlin General Secretary of the Irish Pharmacy Union thank you for your time this morning and I suppose just to reiterate emergency departments are open out of hours services continue to operate if you are sick uh, do still get your medical care like it is available to you and GPs are working there might be just some delays uh, and some systems working a little bit differently this week full details on hsc.ie